Seis. Peace, 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 peace. Pow. Mad liberator. Death operator. Rock the data. Amazing flavor. Yo, the way I feel. Sometimes it's too hard to sit still. Things are so passionate, times are so real. Sometimes I try to chill, mellow down, blow a smoke. A smile on my face, but it's really no joke. You feel it in the street that people breathe without hope. They going through the motion, they dimming down the focus. The focus get cleared and the light turns sharp and the eyes grow teary. The mind grow weary. I speak it so clearly, sometimes y'all don't hear me. I push it past the base, no nations got to feel me. I feel it in my bones, black. I'm so wide awake that I'm hardly ever asleep. My flow forever deep in this volume of scriptures when I breathe. On a beat. My presence speaks volume before I say a word I'm everywhere, penthouse, pavement, the curb Cradle to the grave, so cathedral of a cell Universal ghetto life, holla black, you know it well Quiet storm, vital form, pen push the bright across Mind is a vital force, high level right across Soul is the lion's roar, voice is the siren I swing round, ring out, and bring down the tyrant Chop a small axe and knock a giant lopsided The world is so dangerous, there's no need for frightening What's up, guys? We're back for a second live podcast. It's also another special occasion. It is also another special occasion because, unfortunately, we are unable to be joined by Anthony Postiglione. This is Drew Terrell, as always. Filling in for Anthony was last uh, podcast guest, Nick Madden. Yeah, Anthony has been swall- swallowed in the mouth of Wichita, Kansas, right? Yeah, yes he has. He's in Wichita. Visiting Wichita. Whew, there's a lot in Wichita, let me tell you. There's a lot but, of nothing. A whole lot of nothing. Filling in, exactly, you just heard him filling in. Podchat's favorite, Scott Toman, is for the third time. Once yeah, again. third time. For the third We're time. Tied again. Third time's a yeah. charm, baby. Third time's a charm. Mm-hmm. And Scott brought over some wonderful beer that we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Is some uh, what some yeah be, uh, bitch creek by Grand Teton Brewing Company mm-hmm. uh, real heavy it's, ale. yeah this is the one that's the one I'm drinking it's it's very uh, very dark very heavy ale and then uh, so, uh, I'm drinking the Hebrew you got me a very special Jewish mm-hmm. blend I was gonna say Nick's <laughs> drinking the Hebrew kosher. <laughs> oh no kosher certified kosher certified it is kosher certified um. I and say we. May, oh. my, may I say my favorite part of this beer is the fact that the Messiah Bold Brewing Company, their website is schmaltz.com. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. This whole yeah. Just in case you can't tell by the fact that it's called Hebrew Beer and Messiah Bold is their brewing company, they got to throw in that extra just to make convince you that they're Jewish. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, uh, last time we. Left off on pod chats, I said that we should bring up the whole common in the White House issue. Yeah, let's delve right with into this? it. A little fill bit. Me. I'll fill. I'll fill everyone in. Uh, President Obama has, or I guess the White House. Oh, has the a, rapper. Yeah, has a poetry slam, and they had uh, common the rapper on, and which got a little flack because he sang a song about. Uh, Mumia Abu-Jamal, I forgot who the girl was, but both of these were uh, black activists who were convicted of cop killing, and in the song he kind of says, like, these people were fighting for my freedom, and Fox News kind of freaked out about that and said that he was uh, glorifying cop killing, Mm -hmm. and actually uh, Bill O'Reilly had a debate with Jon Stewart about it, I was wondering if any of you saw it. I I did did see the debate. I actually watched it that night. Really? Yeah. Yeah, what did you think? Uh, my thoughts, well, I love Jon Stewart, first I off. Too. I do not watch mm-hmm. his show regularly. I really, really want to start doing that yeah. because yeah. I, I really vibe with what he's saying. Mm. Uh, but Bill O'Reilly, my major criticism about Bill is he's a pundit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah. like any other pundit, granted. But my big thing is is that he is um, he's a little more boisterous than a lot of the other ones. He doesn't let other people speak. You know, John Stewart's, I think, the only person that actually gets, like, right. deep down to how Bill O'Reilly really is as a person right. when he's on air, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can tell he kind of likes him a little bit. Bill kind of likes John. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think, and, I, and what's funny is, I think John Stewart, he's afraid to admit it, but I think he actually kind of likes Bill, yeah, too. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, he, he kind of recognizes the um, play of it all type I, thing, yeah, you I know? Yeah, like, I feel like they both want the same direction of the country, they just disagree on the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. But, sorry to... 
interrupt, but mm-hmm. my point that I liked that John Stewart made that I kind of agree with about having actually common in the house in the White House <laughs> was the fact that he made the point that it's not so much that he's glorifying the act of cop killing, but the the fact like because that's he basically made the point that the cop killing isn't the fact that made those people isn't what made those people heroes in the african-american community you know what i mean it was their activism exactly like you know he's like you know maybe the guy was just a real gun ho civil rights activist and there's absolutely nothing wrong with being right and in the abu jamal case there's actually uh i mean in the woman i don't know much about the woman's case i actually hear that there was a lot of evidence for it Mm -hmm. but in the abu jamal case i know there's not a lot of strong evidence it's all the cops uh testaments where did it happen uh you know, um, I don't know. I'll tell you what that would my, be. My opinion, as, 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 <laughs> as, as, both, as both you guys know, uh, while Nick looks this up, I'm not too uh, aware of politics. It's just because I didn't start following politics until a couple of years ago. But uh, I'm not. I, I I love John Stewart, and I try to watch the show as much as possible. I probably watch you know three episodes a week, you know. But I uh, and I don't agree with all of his politics. But I will say he's extremely. Uh, good at uh, interviews, especially when it comes to, like, big interviews where he points out people's problems. I mean, you can look at the Jim Cramer interviews were fantastic. If you haven't seen the Jim Cramer interviews, just look look up uh, Jon Stewart and Jim Cramer. Or him on Crossfire. Well, that's the the other one I wanted to bring up was Crossfire and how he actually, yeah, the show was canceled after because he he pointed out so many flaws and how stupid that show really is. But as for the whole common and... uh, Obama issue and the whole thing about Fox News coming out, I, I I just thought that was it was ridiculous of Fox News. Yeah, especially the one I what I found it more than the John Stewart Bill O'Reilly thing was uh, Mike Huckabee. Now I know Mike Huckabee's not running for president anymore, but during his yeah. big night fiasco, he played the guitar with uh, Ted Nugent, <laughs> if you remember. And there's a point in. Uh, one of the Ted Nugent song where the the lyrics are like really really racy, and yeah. Fox News did not mention it whatsoever. Yeah, uh, I I've, I've, yeah I'm try- I forget what the lyric is. You might have to look it up, but just know it, it was it was very uh, hypocritical of Fox News. But of course, it's hypocritical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on top of that, Ted Nugent as a character. I mean, I'm not going to say his yeah. character falls. I don't know the dude, but I mean. Questionable character. Grant, I mean, he's a little weird, you know, eccentric. Mm. And he's been no, I mean, you know, he has basically armed guards patrolling his land, which is certainly his right. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. dude, dude's got a couple screws loose, you know. Yeah, and Fox has a, a little bit of a selective outrage. Like, mm. if you look during the Bush era, the protesters then were, they'd say, don't, you don't question a president in wartime. You, if you, if you protest, it's treason against the country. And then during Obama's administration, the the Tea Partiers get their own two hour Glenn Beck special. It's just kind of yeah. like now, my, now mind you, we, <laughs> you know we, we, we can't started on Glenn like, Beck. Yeah, like I'm not saying I'm not supporting Fox News, <laughs> but then again, it's not just it's not yeah, Glenn Beck's ridiculous, fucking Glenn Beck. But anyways, it's not just Fox News. I mean, right? CNBC does the exact you know yeah. MSNBC big time. Yeah, MSNBC yeah. huge, and you know it, it's just left for it's more of a left versus right rather than you know just two, TV. Station. Two I mean, words, Keith Olbermann for the left yeah, side. Yeah, Keith know? Olbermann. Even though he doesn't have a TV show anymore, he he was pretty biased. It's just, uh, that's why I like Jon Stewart, because he kind of comes, like, he had that uh, rally for sanity. Yeah, but he's still pretty liberal. See, I don't think he is. I think in this country, people would consider him liberal, but, like, right, yeah. left on this country is center anywhere else in the world. Yeah. And he, he comes is, out... That is a good point. He comes out and says that... Uh, the end of, like a two party system is not really a true democracy, so especially if you look at like oh I I hate that it's yeah two party. If you look at the political thing. contributors for uh, the McCain and Obama race, it's the same companies. Like the top ten, they're yeah. all the same companies. Yeah. And he's saying that the that, fact the fact that there's people out there that are going to vote Republican or going to vote Democrat, absolutely no matter what for the president is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. We shouldn't be voting on what. Party, or we should be voting on the person, yeah. you know. Yeah, that, that's what I qualities, yeah, exactly. That's what I think is kind of a you know, bullshit about it, but mm. whatever. Well, you know, for a long time, a lot of people think that kind of the presidential election and 
mainly the presidential election has become a a popularity contest and b kind of a fixed fight if you know what i mm-hmm. mean especially especially with the, the dawn of technology the f- popularity contest how much money did president obama raise over the internet yeah, you compared, talk about compared to mccain yeah. compared to mccain mccain his internet campaign funding compared to obama's was ridiculous now ron paul he's the king of them all when it comes to the internet funding yeah. <laughs> obviously not enough <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the king of white power group funding <laughs> i like, I like that I, lo- I really like ron paul too i mean i'm sure politicians don't look at where the all the money's coming from i'm I sure know, they don't really care unless it's influential i read this is a side note about ron paul um you know why he and in this article that I read was actually like, why is Ron, why does Ron Paul sound so sane in politics? You know, yeah. And it's basically because he's a doctor, comes from a scientific background, so he, yeah. he, at a very basic level, he has that logical outlook of everything. Yeah. So that's why people are so able to agree with him when they hear him talk and everything and what he says yeah. and what's he want, what he wants to do. It's all, it's always I, light bulb, you know. Like, know? Of course, you know. I know Nick knows this, but I don't know if I told you, but I saw Ron Paul give a speech at Arizona State. Yeah. Nice. How was that? Yeah, it was it was really good, and I really thought he did a very good job. Uh, I thought the people that went in front of him were a little quirky, and they were just, you know. Yeah. Well, he's a little quirky. Well, I mean, I know he's, he's a little bit quirky, quirky but you got, you got to tell him he's, a little, he's an old man. Like, he's, well, yeah, but I, I, I love Ron Paul, and if he runs, I mean, that's probably where my vote is going. Not that I think he'll win or anything. Uh, I, but, I don't think he'll win. But for everything that he says that uh, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I was just about to say, yeah. like There's you know, things he says where it's a little two, out there. Yeah, two quick things that I... Uh, really enjoyed about him is first of all he talked a lot about how ridiculous and we've talked about this with scat before is the uh tsa groping uh, babies now. Gro- yeah groping <laughs> babies is the ts is the tsa regulations and uh it, that and along with like stoplight cameras he also talked about is, is really you know that's no that's no longer we're no longer living freedom yeah is the way he kind of put it but then the other issue that uh i really uh kind of support on his is the war on drugs and the fact uh, that what a uh, joke. it's causing so many problems. Uh, my opinion on the whole war on drugs is the fact that uh, there, there shouldn't be, there shouldn't be a war on drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, drugs are a, a victimless crime. If somebody wants to go There's, ruin their life on heroin, I, I think that, you know what, unfortunately let them do it, but the, it, it, it's causing so many, you know, it's, it's causing so much violence, you know, it's, look and what happened in the, the alcohol prohibition. Exactly, and it's it's a funny thing, because we actually, of all classes, we talked about this in my econ class, because mm-hmm. we used drugs and suppliers and drug dealers as an example, basically, yep. and it's like, this drug war, quote-unquote, you know, is going against the suppliers, the people, the growers, the mm-hmm. in marijuana's case, I guess, but also the cookers and meth and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And what they've what they've kind of come to realize is a lot of like they they've consulted economic specialists on this because it's basically like if I'm a, if I'm a drug user and drug makers are necessarily users too. Sometimes they are obviously, but yeah. most time when you think about it. If they're the supply and the drug users represent the demand, if you cut supply, then by law, like natural law, the demand will increase. Yeah. And the way they get their drugs is like – so by arresting the growers and the – I never thought of it that way either. By arresting the growers and the people who distribute and stuff, they're really increasing demand and thus that dealer is going to A, do more to get get more money because prices go up if there's less supply, you know. Right. And uh, so that that drug user is going to – he's going to rob you more aggressively, I guess, mm. in a sense because and he needs wh- more money wh- or he's going to rob people more often because yeah. he needs more money to pay for the limited amount of drugs that ultimately have been taken away by his government. And we and when they arrest them, we pay for it. I actually read Absolutely. a statistic somewhere that Absolutely. said it costs more to keep a single person in jail than it does to keep someone on welfare. I, that's what I was going to say. I was just about to uh, say the biggest problem that I have with the whole war on drugs is the fact that our prison systems are just costing oh, us so much money so much money and we're just kind of ignoring it you know yeah it's not we're about just, rehabilitation we're just kind of we're just kind of saying well it'll you know we're kind of acting like it'll fix itself but as we're doing that we're arresting more and more people now obviously i think prison systems are great and they're needed but at the same time over 50% of prisoners 
are in, in there for drug-related crimes. Yeah, and if you put someone in a cage like that and you release them out in the world, mm -hmm. they're going to face even worse problems because they have a criminal record yeah. and they can't get a job. I watched mm -hmm. a, uh, just to go on that for a little bit, I watched an interesting documentary. I think it was actually done by uh, National Geographic on Netflix, it, it was, but it was about solitary confinement. And uh, basically throughout the, the documentary, you just get the interviews with uh, members in solitary confinement and you get to see the life of what it's like to be one of those people. Uneventful. And, and, <laughs> well, not only is it uneventful, but these people, they, they, these people, the there's like, uh, <laughs> these people, like 90% of the time, literally go insane. Yeah. They literally go insane. They are cupped off from human contact f for like years. Yeah. I mean, it's not years. about, it's not about rehabilitation. It's not obvious when you look at the, mm -hmm. when they, the rates of people who go back to prison at, after going. Mm -hmm. And it's also biased because, I mean, I forgot, you might know this because you took drugs and justice, but the yeah. discrepancy in punishment between crack and cocaine, mm -hmm. yeah. isn't it like one gram of crack is equal to, or, yeah, one gram of crack is equal jail time to ten of cocaine. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, and, and crack is... Crack's the same uh, thing except for cut it's down. It's not only... Yeah, yeah, it's actually cut down. So, if... But that's just because it's a, you know, it's a... That, then you're getting into low, you know, yeah. low class versus high class. I mean, we can do that because that's, yeah. that's the real well, issue what in our country. Is. Yeah, that, that is. is the real issue in our country, especially if you look at the numbers. Like, what, the top 10% owns two-thirds of the income? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh... They can just trade it on the stock market and just make money and make money. Not that I'm against the stock market at all or the free market. Oh, gosh, no. But, no I, uh, I think the stock market and free market are, are needed. Yeah. Necessary. But is They're the market necessary. ever truly free is the real question. Well, I mean, is... I, well, I would say that, but it wouldn't be funny. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, is fascism ever really fascism? But I guess that is the truth because, you know, yeah. Yeah. they do what they want. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that didn't really make sense. But, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, yeah, I mean, the middle class is disappearing, yeah. I think, is Absolutely. the... That's a big problem, I that's, think. It's mm -hmm. probably going to be the biggest phenomenon of our generation, I feel like. Yeah. All, the charts, all the charts point that our country's just headed towards well, more inequality. Well, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's, I kind of, I mean, I must, it's, it was, it's obviously not as bad, but it's going to be interesting as to, uh you know, living and finding out how we eventually get out of this economic, you know, yeah. crisis. Well, the thing is... It, it, it's it's very strange, and, and I kind of like to think, it like, this is kind of what they were probably thinking in, you know, the 30s. Like, are we ever going to get out of this? Probably even worse. I mean, obviously, no, obviously worse. Yeah. Obviously worse. But I'm just saying, it, you can... Kind of, you kind of get a taste of what they were thinking at that time of like, because mm -hmm. I, I know a lot of times I think like, gosh, this is it, are, like it seems like we've been in this for a, a long time since two thousand eight, and yeah. it, it, it's like, in the way you, when you look at the the issue and you, you look where we're spending so much money in the prison systems and just every in the war and everything, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's uh, it's interesting. You think like, God, are we ever going to get out of it? But obviously, we are. You know, yeah. it's, it's, ec that's ec economics, everything. It's a roller coaster. Well, you know? you, you've seen the, I mean, if you've taken any economics class, you've mm -hmm. seen cycles. It's, it is a roller coaster. Yeah, it's yeah. up and down, man. Well, so, I think the worst part is people might think I'm Obama's butt boy, but mm -hmm. I'm definitely not. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd actually people, agree that you're not. All right. Yeah. The people who got us in this mess, and this is the problem when people are like, oh, Obama is a communist. It's mm -hmm. like, really? Because he gave all our money to the banks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not communism. Just, no. That's the exact opposite. Like that, That's he gave all our money to the people who fucked us over in the first place. Yeah, which kind of kind of scratched me a little wrong. I'd say, like every single person and these CEOs who were responsible for this in the first place got fired with what three hundred million dollar umbrella. Okay. They fuck up and they get three hundred million dollars for for getting fired, but everyone else who gets fired has to live on welfare and yeah, just keep the cycle going. You know, it's it's a vicious it's a vicious fact in this country that we'd rather punish the guy who has the addiction than and we'd rather reward the man who has the conviction to cheat and steal. Yeah, yeah, and do it so well. Yeah, I mean, I would almost say they're addicted to money just because the fact that they neglect, like, humanity almost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not all of them. They're CEOs who are no, straight. They're, they're CEOs and, who look out for... Not only, it's not just CEOs, but just politicians in general. Like, 
I have a negative view on almost all politicians, yeah. but I do know there are politicians who, when they go into the the bit the you know they say okay I'm going to go into politics, yeah. they go in with their own ideas and not to right. for, to gain power and not to gain money and but they how really do you, want to how do you raise money for a but then campaign? how do you raise money and how do you how do you get above the guy who's doing yeah. it from you know for money how do you get above him. And eventually, you're gonna have to get supporters, and you're gonna have to get other politicians to support you, and then millions of dollars, and then millions of dollars, and then you kind of get, then you become used to all the money, and you say, the more and more power I'm getting, the more and more, uh, you know, money I'm uh, getting, and it's it's really is interesting. Uh, That's what see. I always want to be like, oh, I want to change things. I want to change things on like a a huge scale, like a governmental scale. But I feel like that would almost just be. I, it just corrupt me. I couldn't get anywhere unless I sold well, myself out. No, yeah, it it wouldn't corrupt you, but that's one of those things where it's possible to make a change. I I'm a big believer in that it's possible to make a change, but to make a change, you have to devote your entire life to yeah. making that change, and it's just of whether you want to devote your entire life to it or not. Yeah, and also politics is um, today a. I think kind of like news, like a big game of he said, she said, you know? Right. It's not, it's not about the issues. The news doesn't make it about the issues either. Exactly. We hear, it's like this, I'm trying to think of it like. It's almost like high school. It's like the real issue is the rise in inequality, uh, the job market, all that thing, all that stuff. But when you, during the debates, you the the only thing they'll focus on is oh Obama hung out with Bill or Will Ayers oh McCain blah blah, blah. yeah mm-hmm. oh like, yeah you you remember that one time in like gym class freshman year yeah. when you did this <laughs> well the thing is like politics you're gonna you're gonna be friends with him you'll, like you'll yeah. sign a bill and it will be like oh raise this money for the school and then someone will add but you have to support this big oil company in order, like, it's on the same bill. So if you sign it for the school system, your opponent will tag you for supporting big oil companies. Mm. It's just all such a game, and the news just really plays into it. I feel like they don't really focus on the real issues whatsoever. Of course not. I mean, they... And what's really surprising is I was reading another article about, like, this guy who worked for... uh, Rupert Murdoch, (gasps) the news head dude, you know? Yeah, he's who actually runs Fox News, right? Yes, and was basically saying it's pathetic what passes for news in this country, yeah. you know? Really he is. said, it, and actually, I, it's I should drama. that. It's in, not news, it's in, drama. In the world, what passes for news in yeah. the world, not just the U.S., because, you, you know. But when you when you think about it, whose fault is it? Because the news station in the end... It's consumers. It's yeah, our absolutely. fault. It's not the news people's fault, because what the news they're doing is they're showing the stories that they're showing because they're gaining more numbers. Right. And the reason why they're gaining more numbers is because the consumers, us people, are watching it. And that's unfortunate, because... You know, the news could be much higher quality, but unfortunately, if you if uh, they want to keep running, they got to keep making money. And if they're showing actual news and not, you know, oh, there was a shooting here and this kidnapper and this person and died it could here. Could be related and, to yeah. Osama bin Laden. <laughs> yeah, 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 You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, on the national scale, that's ridiculous. You'd be amazed how many people you walk up to and say, "Why did we go to Iraq?" And they say, "9/11," and you're just like, your jaw will just drop. Well, the thing, the thing is, is like if you go to places like CNN.com and uh, and just like or like Fox News and all those stories, it's always about politics. Yeah, mm-hmm. shouldn't news technically be about Everything, yeah. right, right. Well, so, like, that's the that's well, the issue. You gotta remember the dude writing; it's got a slant. The yeah. website it's being put on has a slant. Yeah, the company exactly. that owns the exactly. website has a slant. Yeah. I think it's funny that like the journalism classes I take at Mizzou, or the few I've taken, the thing they focus most on is John Stewart. Yeah, really? it's like. Because, I mean, I guess because he's such a critique of news. I mean, Missouri is, like, the number one journalism school in the country. Yeah, I just think it's funny that the the most trusted news source is a comedian who was on, what, (laughs) Half-Baked? He was in in Half-Baked? He was in, in, like, the movie The Faculty, which is, like, a shitty horror What was that one movie about the mascot that had to die? Oh, Death the Smoochie with Robin Robin Williams and Edward Norton. Who wrote? Didn't this is side completely yeah, side? No, that was like Ed Norton's first written movie. Like he wrote that. Or Edward I, Norton wrote that. Did movie? he write that movie? Who am I? Or no? Um, 
John Stewart wrote the wrote the damn movie. Really? Did John Stewart really I'm write pretty, Death to Smooch? Because I actually sure. enjoyed that movie. It's very dark. I've never seen it. He, oh, it's he, very dark. He, he ribs himself all the time about how terrible. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. <laughs> he really does. He's I'm like, pretty sure he wrote that movie. Wow. Like, I actually don't mind it. I mean, I'm not a big Robin Williams fan. And <laughs> oh, it's a, it says directed by Danny DeVito. Is that it? Who wrote it? I don't. Oh it. yeah, so I guess it was. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was written by uh, Adam Resnick. Is that oh, who wrote never it? Never mind then. Yeah, it written by, but no, it was Danny DeVito. So I mean, yeah. that's still a pretty big name who yeah. directed it. Yeah. And he's Danny DeVito is in the movie also. Yeah. Yeah, but, but John John Stewart does rub himself all the time <sighs> over that. I think that's hilarious. John Stewart, but no, it, it is kind of true and uh, about John Stewart and. To kind of follow up on John Stewart, uh, kind of a r- random note, and not m- really more about politics, but uh, is who follows John Stewart is Stephen Colbert. Now, I Ugh. used to really dislike Ugh. Stephen Colbert, and I know I'm. Let me, hear me out. I used to really dislike Stephen Colbert because I took it as the same type of show as Daily Show. I went in thinking this is going to be, uh, you know, a right. uh, you know, a comedic take at actual politics and and John Stewart but then I started to realize Colbert Report is a completely different yeah, type of show it's satire it's it's satire exactly and it's and, and Stephen Colbert is a character yeah he it's almost acts like he almost acts like Bill O'Reilly mm-hmm. well I mean yeah. he does he doesn't always. he does it's it's it, yeah it's a, it's a, it's impersonation you have to take it as like a sketch show almost i just i and don't know I, I, and then i started to really uh Really, kind of, I, I take it more as a comedy show. It's definitely more yeah. a comedy show than a politics show. That's why I said to veer off politics for a minute. Let me talk about Stephen Colbert. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on last night, and I, I just, I, I, I really do enjoy Stephen Colbert. Uh, I really used to hate him, but he changed my mind. <laughs> I loved him on the Daily Show. I just yeah. don't really like the humor. I, I still can't believe that he testified in front of Congress in character. Did he? I didn't see that. What did You've never about? seen that. No, what did he testify about? I heard about that. Uh, it was about immigration. He, uh, gosh, I, I don't, it, I could get this terribly wrong, and you might say, oh, he has no idea what to talk about. It's because I really don't, because I, I saw it a while ago. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, think he, I, he, he, I think he shot something where he was uh, with, like, illegal, like, uh, um, uh, aliens in the country, Mexicans, to be politically incorrect, I guess. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> But, uh, so he testified in Congress, but when he did, I don't know how he was able to, but he, he did it in character and it was pretty funny. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've only seen it. It was pretty ballsy. And that, that was one of the, that was one of the major turning points where he kind of said like, all right, Stephen Colbert's pretty funny. Like that's, that's pretty, uh, pretty his, awesome. His last, when he's on the Bill O'Reilly show, uh, O'Reilly hates him. Yeah. He hates him because he's O'Reilly making knows, yeah. money off O'Reilly of knows that he's just making fun of him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he mentioned that Steve Colbert, his real name is Steve Colbert, and he changed it to yeah. be more Hollywood. But I, I don't know. I just feel like the reason I don't think it's funny is because there's a lot of people out there that who, think it. That, that I think, think I was real. thinking that like yeah. yeah. Not that it's a joke, but like people like him are like credible news sources. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Man. All right. I think this is a uh, good point to take our first break. I think that was an awesome first half. So, we'll be right back with Pod Chats Ep 11 with Scatome and Nick Mayo. Ep 11? <laughs> Ep 11? I don't know what it, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm probably going to call this episode uh, a, a postless, postless, postless pod, episode. A postless Pod Chats. He's going to be browsing the internet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be browsing the Yeah, there's nobody browsing the internet right now. It's strange doing a podcast well, without, without it. But, uh, all right, we'll be right back. <laughs> if you didn't know, you know now. Stay on ya. We shitting on everybody talking that bullshit. Now Peter Piper picked the pepper. That was his downfall. I'm down with Drake 2000 cause he got my back, y'all. Ball if you want to, but do it with some class. She asked me, do I just got some folks so you can blast me? Nasty. Niggas on the block, they see you shining. Engineers in the studio see me rhyming. Don't get me wrong, got four albums, stay consistent. You got a bodyguard, I let my nigga toast the biscuit. Switch your cap back, you got blood up on your fur hat. Cap, cap, your link snap, you slumped up in your Cadillac. For what though? Some diamonds in the Bentley, what you died for? I right, ho. I'ma bake my cheese and let my mind blow. Prioritize the live to. Tell these other niggas how you bought your kids some Tennis shoes. Let these brothers know that your mama, she got her house too. Let these niggas know that your sister wouldn't have finished college without you. I doubt you. Do that though, so do this here and keep that bullshit out of my ear. You too near me not to hear me. Open to conceal me. The love for the music, keeping big boys straight. 
and we're back with the second part of Ep 11. A postless podcast. A post, <laughs> a post podcast. Yeah, yeah. A post post podcast. Mm. Post post. Well, no, because I mean that that makes it sound like post is never coming back. We don't know. A post a post. He, podcast. What is he going to yeah. do in Wichita, Kansas, forever? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, who knows? One thing that we got to talking about during the break was uh, St. <laughs> Louis. Was Rams. Drew is right? That's what he's really trying to say. Yeah, I mean, I may tout my own horn a little bit here, but tout it, tout it, tout, tout, little, little what, bit touting, tout, I, I don't know. Tout is a form. Of I was gonna say tout, tout. Well, touting is like I'm touting myself by tooting my own horn. All right, <laughs> we'll say that. <laughs> Roll with it. Go with it. Anyways, I'm gonna toot my own horn here. Talk about the Rams and. Uh, I don't know. I was. I, I just love the Rams so much. Always have. And of course, the Rams had a little bit of a tough time. <laughs> there was some Scott Toman. Scott Toman is a huge Rams fan. We're actually going to talk in a second about a project that he's doing. Uh, but I just wanted to say one one thing. If you guys remember, is the the Rams went over three years. They won six games. It's uh, some bad times. Scott Linehan. Thanks. His his kid went to our school, and I just got to wonder if that kid got picked on. I, I don't think he got picked on, but then again, he probably wasn't, like, kids probably weren't exactly excited to, like, chat it up with him, you know? You don't think, like... I mean, he might have been a great kid, who knows? He might have been a great kid, might have been, like, had a bunch of friends, but I'm just saying, you know how, you don't have to be friends with somebody at school, and still, you can have, like, a, you can a be conversation like, with him. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck your fucking dad. What's funny is Shermer's daughter went to St. Joe, mm-hmm. and you know women don't care about sports, so um, they probably had no idea. <laughs> yeah. My sister was like halfway through the season, was like, "Oh, that's the Shermer." I was like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Did you get? Did you like yell at her for that game on Sunday or what?" <laughs> yeah, seriously, I, I can't remember what game where it was where we just had like six attempts, you know, between well, no, in the red the, the zone. Worst, I mean, I hope, Pat Shermer, has all, I hope Pat Shermer has all of his success in Cleveland, but Pat Shermer, in that final game against Seattle to go to the playoffs, yeah, that was the me. most pathetic excuse for play calling I've ever Is seen. Is this the old offensive coach? Yes, this was the offensive coach, and the fact that Seattle was one of the worst rushing defenses in the country. We, have, had- we have Steven Jackson, <laughs> who's fucking... Uh, I know Scott's getting pissed. I like Scott it. is getting Get frustrated. Get he's getting up. he's getting worked Get on the soapbox. <laughs> but the fact that we ran the ball, I believe, seventeen times. Scott's got his hand. We ran like best we ran the ball running back. In the I know. Game. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. I, I wouldn't say he's the best. I, I'm a huge yeah. Stephen Jackson fan. I have his jersey. Speaking of jerseys, best in the all, West. He is he is the best in the West. I will say that. But anyways, West. the fact that they that he only carried the ball like seventeen times, like seven times in the second half. That's ridiculous. But speaking of his jersey, I uh, I have a Stephen Jackson jersey that I wore quite a bit during this period of time, and Sham and I would have like I don't know special days. And one of the days we did it might have been during like a mission week or whatever was Jersey Day. One of those days yeah. we could pay a dollar. One dollar, of those days where you dollar to, to the mission. Show your individuality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dollar to the mission. Show your individuality. <laughs> you don't have to wear you know a collar and fucking you know whatever. Fucking uh, don't get me started. D- whatever. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I wore a Rams jersey. Now usually on Jersey Day, you're gonna see all your teams. You're gonna see all your you know St. Louis uh, teams. You're gonna see a lot of Cardinals. A lot of Cardinals. Obviously, you're gonna see the mostly Cardinals, but that's because the Cardinals deserve it. The Card- we are a baseball town. St. Louis always will be a baseball town. Fair. But on Jersey Day, I counted myself and two other kids in the entire school. There's about 1,300 kids. I obviously didn't see everybody, but <laughs> I mans. saw two other men. Yeah, men. It wasn't like it was girls who don't give a fuck. All guys. Two other people wearing Rams jerseys. I saw more like fucking. Weird ass teams like Cincinnati Bengals or oh, something yeah, jerseys. Dude. Then I saw Rams jerseys. And Saints, I thought that, Saints jerseys. Yeah, Saints jerseys. I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. The fact that you live in St. Louis. You live in St. Louis. I'm sure. You know these people. These kids have Rams jerseys. I'm sure because they all have their jerseys when Warner was tearing yeah. shredder and Falk and even when Bolger. I mean, they they still made the conference championship with Mark Bolger. I, I was a Bolger fan, man. Bolger. He just didn't have not. He did not have an offensive line to protect him. No, but did. the fact that I, I I don't know. I thought it was ridiculous. And now the fact that St. Louis. You go on Facebook now and everybody's a huge Sam Bradford fan and wants to suck his dick. And, <laughs> and seriously, because and it's. Like, come on, talk about bandwagon. Like, 
I'm they sorry. They made fun of you. you if I'm, they, I know they made fun of me. Like, and, and Nick just said he apologizes. He 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 make fun of me. Well, and, I never even hid the fact. That but I, I knew, like, just like the I knew, yeah. just like the economy. Most likely, oh, in most nice. it's a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Now, unless you're the Pittsburgh Pirates, and then you're at, like, 19 losing seasons in a row. Or the Cubs. Or the fucking Well, the Cubs, Cubs just never win a world. Yeah, they're pit- pitiful. But anyways. But, what? Yeah, I mean, you, you were talking about, you know, the bandwagon with Bradford. But, I mean, he is good. No, and that's the other thing I want to say. He's is, very uh, good. That was a I, mu- I would much ra- I, wonder if, I wonder if Audacity picked that up. <laughs> uh, the other thing I will say is that I would rather have these... Uh, these uh, players, or these players, these people support the players and support the team and be a bandwagon rather than still not support yeah, that's them. That's a good point. Yeah. When they're good, you know. I, I'd rather see them uh, going to the Rams games. I'd rather see them supporting them. Yeah, they're fucking bandwagons, and they shouldn't have not supported them even when they were losing. Let's be honest, though. The team was a little bit of dicks. Well, it, it, it was just pitiful football. Incognito. We had, we had some was, guy who it, it killed just someone from football. driving. Well, we had Steven yeah, Jackson it, saying we didn't know how to cheer. It was it was pitiful football, and our talent was terrible. We could not draft at all for like four years straight, no, yeah, which means you're not going to get players. How the fuck do you win six games in three years and not draft good people? One of the very small good things that came out of that dark time, as I call it, is Christopher Long. Chris Long came out of that people. Sam Bradford came out of that. Yeah, time. theoretically. Yes. Did Illinois Mike? Illinois Mike did come out. Illinois Mike. Mike Manuminuminawi. Every time we watch a Rams game, it's like, oh, it's Illinois Mike. The St. Louis announcers suck his cock. Yeah, suck his cock, as I would put it. Suck his cock to be terribly. Terribly. Terribly I'll tell you what, dude. I mean, between picking him up and Ken- Kendricks, this is we're getting way off tangent here, but um, no tangent. There is no tangent. That's true. But dude, we picked up Kendricks, and if Hamana Mana Nui mm-hmm. stays healthy, yeah, we're gonna have some sick. We're gonna mm-hmm. have a sick because tight end. Because Huminuinelli is a bigger guy. I mean, he's obviously and so is Kendricks. Kendricks is well, extremely. The thing, the thing about Kendricks is he's, he's extremely he's, athletic. He's extremely athletic, but yeah, he's more of a speed guy. So he's a deep field tight end where Humanu and Aoi is more of a straight, like, five-yard... Fuck you up. Fuck yeah. you up route. I'm telling God you, damn dude. it. With all the tight ends we got, we're going to come out... This is just a, 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 you know, a preview of the this mm-hmm. fall. If there is uh, football. Yeah, there will be, though. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Drew says he doesn't know. Every... I'll, I'll, we'll, we could get into that later. But every play we're going to... If there is football, every play we're going to come out with a two tight end set. Guarantee. Uh, it, it it depends. I think with Stephen Jackson in the back, but it, you have to look at it, it's going to be different. It's going to be different because Josh McDaniel, Josh, Josh McDaniels has never had this great of a running back with him. No, when he was true. in New Orleans, New England. They didn't. New England's never had a, a star running back. Yeah, you know. They, I mean, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis is are, is pretty goddamn good for him now. He's nothing amazing, yeah. but that's just the system they use, and that's Bill Belichick's philosophy. Mm-hmm. And in Denver, he never walked into a running back, and he just went crazy, and he should never be head coach again. Yeah. But as an offensive mind, I think Josh McDaniel is going to be great. But it is, I think you can't look at his past system like what he did in Denver. A lot of people are looking at Josh McDaniel's past system and saying, look at him, he passed the ball like 70% of the time. But at the same time, Denver had no run on, their offensive line couldn't, run their block for the run, and the running backs, no Sean Moreno's been a disappointment. I mean, that injuries have can attest to that. And behind no Sean Moreno, they don't have anybody. They, they gotten rid of Peyton Hillis. That was a Josh, Josh McDaniels mistake. Like I said, should not have been yeah. the coach. He made terrible decisions as a head coach. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, enough about yeah, enough about the enough about Rams. Enough about what sports. is your project that you're doing? Oh yeah, but real quick, I said enough about sports. Let's bring that up. Um. Go ahead, Scott. Uh, another project, if you will. Uh, I basically just kind of got on the whole uh, Maryville has sports talk radio show that does, goes live. Mm-hmm. Um, Do a little plug. Um, Saints talk <laughs> Monday nights during the school year, <laughs> seven to nine p.m. You know, tune in. Uh, find us on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I just really a buddy of mine, Alex Moran, actually uh, hey. called me up because he was on it too. Um, and he was like, hey, I'm graduating, so you want to take my spot on the Saints talk? And I was like, 
Is it a, it's just sports talk? Is it St. Louis? It's Maryville sports. It's supposed to be for the sports team, but you can't fill two hours with Maryville right. sports because, let's face it, it's Maryville. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we talk all about St. Louis sports and national sports, um, you know, and I basically just got on that. I was, as I guess, an intern this past semester for like four shows. And at the end, the dude who was running the thing for next year was like, hey, want to be my co-host? Because everyone else is leaving. I was like, <laughs> sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm in, you know. That's great. Wow. That would that, that, be awesome, too. And I'm, I, congratulations to you. Thank and you, I'm definitely going to tune in. And yeah. Other people should, too. And like I said, I'm going to tune in from Tempe, Arizona. I tuned into an episode already earlier in the year. and it was He good. put his time in. I put my time in. Motherfucker. Once again, to tout myself and... By tuning yeah, in tell your how good home. of a person you are. Wow, yeah, what a great friend he is. He is. I'm actually really happy to hear that you tuned in. I Thank heard you. that and I almost Thank cried. You. Wow. I would tune in, but I'd have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and that's okay. Nick, yeah, like I'd rather about this. It'd be like me talking about music for an hour. Nick, yeah, so for the next 10 minutes, let's hear about your bands that are yeah, that you're liking now. That'd be a good way to lose viewers. Well, okay. okay so. <laughs> no, get it all out. We can do a roast of me. We're going to do yeah. a roast of Brennan Kynes. Yeah, the, oh. the roast of Brennan Kynes will be a Podchats episode eventually. Have you talked to him about It may not happen all? for years. <laughs> no, no, he's in Italy. It may not happen for years, uh-huh. but but it will eventually I'll be happen. on that one and for the thing, sure. The thing, about the, roast, the thing about the roast is, Brendan, it's not just making fun of you, it's everybody. Yeah, Every, yeah you've seen a roast before. You've but seen mostly you. Roast. But, I mean, you are the main person. You know, everybody's writing their best stuff. God, you can just tell Comedy you. Central sometimes is just grasping for straws when they choose people to do a roast of. Oh, man. Like, you can yeah. tell they've asked for, like, 20 people, and they're like, fuck, we got nothing? All right, didn't, let's go with Bob Saget. Didn't they roast uh, Trump? Yeah. Yeah. That was the last That's a good one, roasted. though. That was is a good it one. a good one? I heard, like, I, people were, like, they were just, like, fishing for stuff. Oh, was just I mean, I don't Well, know. I mean, it's just some of the, some of the people that are on there. Oh, who's that guy from Jersey Oh, well, Shore? the situation, he was the worst uh, roaster I've ever seen. He and bombed. He got he bombed pretty yeah, bad. He, he got bombed. And supposedly, uh, from uh, the, comedics, like the, the comedics that were backstage and everybody were claiming that he had, like, no idea that he bombed and he was just loving it. Let me just say, it's sad that 99% of the people I talk to knows who Snooki is. Yeah. Very, go, very man. sad. You know, but if it was, but if if it's not like Snooki or anybody on the Jersey Shore, it's just going to be some other celebrity. It's the American Idol winner, all right. Yeah, more people yeah, vote. How is that show it's, still it, on? Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like five years ago, it was the American Idol winner. Not anymore because that shows it, it's a fad left. But right now, it's like the Jersey Shore people. Can you That's believe everybody Survivor's knows. still on? Yeah, I know. Dude, they're like in the 20s. well, dude, Survivor. Well, Survivor still it. gets pl- pl- still gets viewers. It's so dumb though. It's like, oh, you go to this island when you get voted, to and go you try there. to survive, but yeah. there's cameras. Everywhere. There's cameras everywhere, all around you. It's like, all right, cut. Let's go to the tent and eat some sandwiches. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that whole Survivor thing. I used to really it's funny like that it. Jimmy Johnson, the football coach, was on that show. Was he? I didn't. And know lost that. a ton of weight, and then just put it all back. Boston Rob won last. <laughs> he didn't even. Episode. He didn't even lose that weight, but like Jimmy Johnson looked like ill. Did yeah. You, yeah, he looked bad. Frail. Yeah, very frail. Like, <laughs> Jimmy. Too, too, much, too old of a man to be surviving <laughs> on an island. Yeah, right. And he only lasted like, and the thing is he was in the air for like seven days. I don't even know how he got, maybe he like purged himself before, <laughs> like to get prepared He or just something. ate so much four days in a regular diet, <laughs> yeah. he lose that much weight. He, he's, not over, he's not even overweight. Like, yeah, he's just, yeah. he's just, I don't know, Jimmy Johnson. You know, Boston Rob just won last episode, finally. Boston Rob is back on Rob the show. Is back on the show. Is this like a third All Stars? Uh, I think they just sometimes bring people back on the regular seasons. Just so I was going to say, what Boston. else is Boston Rob doing nowadays? <sighs> I don't Him know. The girl, is he still married? Yeah, he, they're still married, and that girl won a million, and he just won a million, so he's probably doing well, a lot dude. Of coke. They did the amazing. <laughs> yeah, Boston Rob. He, he, Boston Rob does Rob, fit cocaine. Boston Rob is doing lines as we speak. I'll put money on it. Well, Boston they Rob. also did the Amazing Race. They also did yeah. an AB or a CBS special, like six episode special about their wedding. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, or maybe it was just like a two hour special. But I got a little hot topic for the discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy just came out on sixty Minutes talking about um, Lance Armstrong. He yeah. was an EPO and everything. I just would like to go around the table, maybe, and mm-hmm. get everyone's opinion on the use of performance-enhancing drugs in professional sports, and not just 
American professional okay. sports because just as Lance Armstrong has proven, mm. it's a broad thing. Do you want to start? I'll start. Uh, I'll start by saying about just – let me first start off on the Lance Armstrong issue and steroids. Let me talk about that. I do not think that Lance Armstrong should be punished in any way for what if he did or did not. Agreed. Now, while I say – there's absolutely no question Lance Armstrong did some sort of performance-enhancing exactly. drugs that were illegal amongst the rules. But the reason why I say he should not be punished, and I think it's foolish that he's lying. I think that's absolutely mm-hmm. foolish. But of that's course. just because he knows that if he admits it, the, the most of the public is going to think he's a terrible person. And, oh, yeah. he cheated. Oh, he cheated, so he doesn't get to go. Well, if you look at the results, the seven years that he won the Tour de France, the second and third place finishers... Only one of them didn't, hasn't been tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. Only one of the second and third place. Well, mm-hmm. so it it it, it, it kind of gives you an exi- like a, it shows you that like a, almost all these guys are doing some sort yeah. of drug. I mean, and that's just for all other professional sports is they're doing everything to the limits of the rules. Yeah, they're doing everything that they can to be the best. Yeah, of course. And that's the way that's the way our mindset has so always been. So in baseball in the 90s when they were using steroids and they were saying, "Oh, you you've been stuck in double A baseball for 5 years and you're not making jack shit and you got a family to feed." Yeah, you have no choice. Do do this and you can oh you, he did this and he went to the majors and if you do that and you go to the majors it's not like you're just going to quit using them. Yeah, you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. You got to keep yeah, using them. You take because, and it, you know they weren't getting caught, and a lot of these guys weren't educated about the health risks of you know steroids. Right. So it, it, it's it, it's, it's you can't it's it's hard to punish these guys for doing it. Now I do think they should be punished for you know. Ref- Profusively lying about it, like Rafael Palmero pointing his finger at Congress, saying, "How like dare you even yeah. fucking question me about this? This is ridiculous that you're even claiming that I ever did steroids." And he comes out and he tested positive for steroids. Yeah, the fact that you know Mark McGuire pleaded the fifth, and you know, and the other he played it right though. You know? I guess, yeah. I mean, and, how and you played it? Barry Bonds. That that's uh, the most ridiculous. A thing A good ever. documentary on this is Bigger, Faster, Stronger. It's on. Yeah, I own it. You own it. You know Mike Bell. Dude, uh, the, the the wrestler who they all thought dead. was going to die, he ended up dying. About yeah. a couple months afterwards, I, found him I, dead in a halfway house. Yeah. I have not seen this, but I, I heard uh, Nick told me about it the other day, and I, I'm really it's, interested it's in almost, seeing it. It's almost a pro-steroid documentary, I'd say. Well, yeah, I mean, the dude, you... I, but I, it's I nice to met, have another side of it. I met Mark Bell. Did actually. you? You know, the other brother, right. Smelly? Yeah. I met him because he's a big weightlifter, obviously, and he actually came to St. Louis to look at a competition, or to watch a competition that I was watching. Wow. Nice. So, and I can tell you... Just from meeting the dude, real nice. He'll like literally talk to you about is the anything. Guy, is that guy narrated? Uh, Mark Bell was the guy who the brother, the other brother. Oh, who the one was, who also used steroids. Yeah, but had the kid. You know, right, one right. Had the kid. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll. He's one of those people. Say what you will, man. You talk to him. He'll literally. I asked him up front about bigger, stronger, faster because I told him like, "Hey, you're Mark Bell, right?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? You know, you're a fan of the movie and all that." And I actually didn't know this. He goes around and does viewings of the movies to increase. He's all about steroid awareness. Mm-hmm. Right. He told me, he, he said in the movie, and he, he told me, he's like, man, I'm all about the facts. People can ask me a million questions about it, and I'll sit down and have a two-hour conversation about it. Because the fact is, is that it's education. No one knows right. what they're talking about when it That's comes to performance-enhancing drugs. Right. And I think a, a interesting point they raised in the movie is was like, at what point is it cheating? Like they said, Tiger Woods had surgery on his eyes to improve his eyesight exactly. to, what, like five times a normal human? Yeah, 20, like, 10 or 2010. Well, well the other legal? thing about Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods was definitely on steroids. Was he? Oh, for sure. No question. No I think question. I think one of the what was that race in the Olympics where they took the medal away from the Canadian guy and gave it to the American guy? It was the four hundred meter, I think. But I forgot their Carl, names. Carl, Carl something. something, and then uh, Ben Johnson. Yeah, Ben Johnson and Carl. They took something. it away from the Canadian guy because he tested positive for steroids and gave it to the American guy. And but what they found out was yeah. that the American guy also tested positive, that, but someone paid them off not to say that in the Olympics. Not even that; it, it's a systemic thing. Who is the number one contributor to the international that doping agency that controls? Right. Guess where it's based? Probably America. New right. York, dude. <laughs> guess guess who runs it? Guess who? Ninety percent of that office is an American citizen. Right. 
The CEO, the guy who runs the chair board, who makes the decisions on whether to approach them or not and to use discretion as American? is an American. That's not fair. Yeah. Not fair That's at all. That's crazy. Yeah. And they said the future of it is gene doping. They already showed they showed the cows that are muscular as hell because they, they... That's actually a natural is gene it? occurrence, what you were because looking at Because they there. breeded it? They breeded it down. It, it, it really causes no... They, what they found is because it's been breeded, they found... That's called a Belgian blue bull. Huh. And it has natural double muscle. Those things look crazy. Google that. That cow looks fucked What up. is it called? A Belgian blue bull. A Belgian Those things look crazy. Bull. But they said the future of uh, steroids was, was gene doping. And that you have no way to really test for. So, mm-hmm. yeah, here's a picture of the cow. If wow. You search it. Uh, it's, it's just... Imagine a cow that would be in a bodybuilding show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, it also uh, they also touched on the uh, I want to talk about this the supplement industry. Oh yeah, I mean I Large still buy supplements. Rates. I still buy supplements so also, I. but I don't know how well they work. I don't know what's in them either. Well, yeah, um, I think I, if you if if you're just buying something like a hundred percent away from like gold or from uh, Optimum Nutrition, right. I think that's obviously pretty general of what you're getting. You right, know? but protein is protein. But when, you're, protein. But when, when you're, buying, you're buying the stuff, yeah, when you're buying the stuff that's like. This is blah blah blah's dietary blend, and that's yeah. like the ingredients. And you're going, wait, what? What is this? In? And they don't have the approved by uh, approved by FDA. Yeah, it's none of the. A lot of these aren't approved by the FDA. Sometimes what they'll do is put the facility was approved by the FDA, and then under it will say this product is not intended for consumption. That's what a woman will say on all of them if they weren't if the product itself isn't approved by the FDA because they don't they don't well, look at things and the law is such that they only have to they have to prove that it has a negative effect before right. they can take it off exactly the market. they have to they only investigate things if a consumer complains about it yeah. and even if that in order to take it off the market they have to prove that there is some that, yeah. hot, for sure negative effect and another thing they stretched uh, and this is kind of like a social systemic issue is uh, how in these magazines and stuff. Like, they interviewed Christian Bovine, that dude who was like, if they honestly feel like the only thing I took was hydroxycut, so be it. And the fact, yeah. and what the sad, the very sad, sad truth is, people look at those things all the time, and they look at Christian Bovine, and they think, hydroxycut, that's yeah, it. Yeah, if I take that, I, I need to do. like that. But it's funny, because everyone on the, on the... But that's the whole, like, just yeah. marketing in general, oh, that is, is that, yeah. is, this hot chick uses, or eats at McDonald's, therefore I'm going to eat at McDonald's. Yeah. But it's so, funny because everyone on those supplement commercials all use steroids and are all photoshopped on top of that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the things that, like, you got to see this movie, another thing that they showed was the transformation the of... Uh, before and afters. Well, that. That is totally photoshopped. They said the before and afters sometimes will even take on the same day. But they also showed the, the evolution of G.I. Joe from, like, the 60s to now in each decade, it got bigger and got more muscles, and got bigger and got more muscles, and got bigger and That's got interesting. more muscles. It was like, it was really weird. Like, I mean, girls go through a lot. But but then again, it was it, is it just because he's getting bigger and getting more muscles? Is it because they're making the GI Joe more as as you know they've moved on through the years? They're making him more like defi- like more. Defined. Not not uh, appropriate. Not appropriate, but they're doing it a better design. I'm sure the first design of G.I. Joe is just pretty basic. No, but it, it's like it's evident that they okay. make it a little well, more muscular. Yeah. And they show like how he's got like the actual serratus muscles. Yeah. Which are like the boxer muscles. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, you yeah. see those like you'll see those in guys where and yeah. I'm not saying anything about UFC, UFC that they mm. use steroids, but you'll see guys, you know, because obviously they're punching a lot. Yeah. And it's like they added those in, it's like it's a serratus you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I know what it was, but not every little 10-year-old that's buying G.I. Joe knows yeah. what a serrated I mean, especially when you're that young. But it's still there. When you're that young, it's really easy to instill uh, social ideals in yeah. people. Like, the same thing goes with Barbie, though. When little girls play with Barbie, they get a yeah. false image of body, too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You've never seen, uh, I mean, Barbie's always twig thin. Yeah. That's, I want to just want to be clear here, though. We're talking about Barbie and G.I. Joe a lot about social influences, but I think what we see on, what our children watch on television... Yeah, television is... Well, that's, that's just if, because... If, that's, if G.I. Joe and Barbie are 10%, television's 90. You know what I mean? And magazines, and Well, magazines. that's just because yeah. it's, that's what it is nowadays. It's because, it's, you know, that's mm-hmm. what, uh, you know, kids are watching more TV than they are Barbie. Yeah, know, they're, they're, they're playing, playing with Barbie. Barbie yeah. You know, so if they were playing with the same, I think it would still be the same amount, but yeah. the fact that just kid, more kids are playing with Barbie, you know, it, it, there's more... 
you know, not that many kids. I can't imagine, you know, Barbie's selling all that well nowadays. I mean, I'm I sure know. they're still doing all right, but I'm sure they're doing fine. Well, yeah, I mean, they're set. They're, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think Mattel's made quite a bit of yeah, quite seriously. a bit of money, but <laughs> did you know they actually finance a portion of all the Transformers movies? Which I is interesting. Going to talk about the Transformers movies. movies. Yeah, Michael fucking Bay. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Armageddon. I'll give you a pass on. I'll give you a pass on. What about The Rock? I'll also give a pass on The I'll Rock. Give a pass on The Rock. Agreed. The Rock was a pretty pretty good movie. I mean, that's that's probably my. I, although I enjoyed Kick Ass also, but uh, probably only that? my. The what? No, I was about to say Nick Cage movies. Oh, I hate Nick Cage. <laughs> I think he's a terrible actor. Everyone hates Nick Cage. It's like the new cool. But thing I mean, to do. Raising Arizona was good. Well, that's just because he's he's taking terrible movies. Right, he's over the top person kind of. And he, yeah. the way, like, it's not the fact that well, he's already kind of over the top, yeah. But it's just the fact that he's taking these terrible movies and these terrible scripts. Yeah, you ever watched some of his early stuff, like Vampire's Kiss? Oh yeah, like yeah, and even like Raising Arizona is classic. Yeah, Raising yeah. Arizona. Uh, What's it called? The honeymooners, uh, honeymoon in Las Vegas, or not honeymoon? Yeah, is that what it's called? I've never seen it, but I mean, it's 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 high, you know, critical acclaim. But he's taking season of the witch and fucking drive angry. And, and uh, uh, Port of Call, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, yeah, New Orleans. Like, yeah, like, what, what, what are these, come on, Nick, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? You know what he's, he's you know why he did that, though. Yeah, that's yeah, the whole, you know trying, what happened. He's, he's got, probably not getting scripts from anyone did he, else. He got did he go through a divorce, or? The tax thing, they found, he he owed about, like, 500 grand, half a million dollars into back taxes, that's, and they, he, he yeah, came no out in an interview and admitted the only reason he did the Sorcerer's Apprentice the, was because the paycheck was going to pay off his back taxes. <laughs> yeah, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> what are you doing, Nick? The really? season of the witch. And he was also guys, in debt about yeah, five hundred. If, if you guys have never seen, uh, just look up something on YouTube called like Nick Cage, Nicholas Cage, season of the witch, like best clips or something. <laughs> There are numerous amounts of clips in Season of the Witch where Nick Cage is acting, and it's the, just the funniest fucking thing you, yeah. you'll ever see. Yeah. It's almost he like was, he knew. He was pretty good at Matchstick Men. And yeah. Yeah, Matchstick Men is a good movie. And the other thing is, you, like you said, like he almost knew. I think there's a couple movies where he just knows it's a fucking <laughs> yeah. bullshit role. Yeah, he's like, oh. No, not just Nick Cage. A oh. lot of actors yeah. know going in. Yeah. And even... Uh, well, I mean, a good example of a lot of actors know is, if you guys didn't know, the story behind Star Wars is that when Star Wars is being filmed, I mean, George Lucas, if you've ever seen a George Lucas interview or seen his stuff, he's the quirkiest, I mean, nerdy, you can tell where he came up, he's Nerd. very smart, extremely smart, and he's extremely creative, yeah. unbelievably creative, but he's very quirky, and the actors that were uh, doing this movie, like Mark Hamill, when they filmed it, they all thought it was going to be a joke. Right. They were like, this movie's terrible. Yeah. This movie, what is this movie? This is pitiful. Like, what are we doing? This is, uh, this is so stupid. And they had no idea what they were doing. Yeah. Neither the, the company, the, the production company, uh, they, they, they ran the out of money. No, yeah, they ran out of money. And George Lucas said, you can just pay me or you can just pay me and, uh, like, I don't know, I can't do his voice. He's got a real quirky voice, but you can just pay me in the, the marketing. Just give me, like, the marketing money yeah. and the, uh, like, the merchandising and something else and he, he got. he kept the rights to the fucking merchandise. And he kept the rights, to, yeah, he got the rights to the merchandise. That's oh, the only reason. Motherfucker. Yeah, the one <laughs> movie that's probably made more marketing oh, money and more yes. merchandising money than any other movie mm -hmm. the production company fucked up on and gave it to him. Mm -hmm. Whoops! But that's just because they thought it was a shitty movie. So yeah, I definitely think that uh, mm -hmm. that actors uh, definitely know mm -hmm. when they're when they're doing shitty shit. But anyways, guys, I think it's a good time to uh, call it a quit. Good chat. We got a party to go to. Yeah, we're going to party. But uh, mm -hmm. I have enjoyed it. Definitely, uh, we're definitely gonna do more. Anthony will be back next time. Uh, we're gonna do more pod chats. But unfortunately, people, they're gonna be have to be over Skype again until I'm back. Until people are in Arizona, until we're all together again. But we'll keep doing them on Skype, and we'll try to improve the uh, quality. And we might be doing them live on Ustream once again. Uh, the website is still not like I mean it's up, but it's not really functional. But that's podchats.com. It will be functional. 
Podchats.com? Uh, just podchats.com. Wow. Pretty simple. And you're rocking the WordPress. I like that. Too. And rocking the WordPress, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Good CMS. But, uh, <laughs> but it's still, it's still uh, in progress. Very much, very much in progress. But we, we do have, obviously, if you haven't subscribed to us on iTunes... Please do. Uh, it's. I think it'll make your life better because you it get to hear. You get to hear fantastic op- opinions from guests like Scott Toman. And uh, speaking of Scott Toman, you have anything else to add or you know shout out to anybody or promote or anything? How's how's uh, Rotten, Rotten Frags? Frags? Rotten Frags is very close to being up. We're trying to we're working actually really hard, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's really close. Rottenfrags.net. Uh, look for it soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all your video game news and all, uh, all your you know reviews, definitely go to Rottenfrags.net. Mm-hmm. Some goddamn great ass opinions, not like the other fucking websites. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> wow. God damn it, yeah. Nick, I got, I've got a, I've got a high bar to live up to. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Seriously, it's all right, man. <laughs> Nick, Me? what do I have to promote? Anything to promote? Anything to yeah. say to the viewer or the viewer? I keep saying viewers. Listen, promote love for your fellow man. Quality, the quality and uh, black power. That's all I got. Okay. Black power. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of black power, this is blah blah. No, I, I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to put as the last song. I might put somebody just extremely white. Who knows? But uh, all right, people. I got nothing else pod, uh, to say. I'll be back in Arizona next week, and we'll have somebody on next week. Anthony will be back from Wichita, hopefully. Nick said that he <laughs> might swallow him whole. Might mm-hmm. swallow him whole. When he gets back, say, we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably be like, I got no man. laugh out of Drew on that one. He looked at me like I just farted in his mother's face. Because <laughs> it was a dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll just... Yeah, listen to us. Peace. <laughs> now little Lisa's only nine years old. She's trying to figure out why the world is so cold. Why she's all alone and they never met her family. Mama's always gone and she never met her daddy. Part of her is missing and nobody will listen. Mama's on drugs, getting high up in the kitchen. Bringing home in at different hours of the night. Starting with some laughs, usually ending in a fight. Sneaking in a room when her mama's knocked out. Trying to have his way and little Lisa says ouch. She tries to resist but then all he does is beat her. Tries to tell her mom but her mama don't believe her. Lisa's stuck up in the world on her own. Forced to think that hell is a place called home. Nothing else to do but get some clothes and pack. She says she's about to run away and never come back. Steady trying to figure why the world is so cold Why she's not pretty and nobody seems to like her Alcoholic stepdad always want to strike her Yells and abuses, leaves her with some bruises Teachers ask questions, she's making up excuses Bleeding on the inside, crying on the out There's only one girl really knows what she's about Her name is Little Stacy and they become friends Promise that they'll always be tight till the end Until one day Little Stacy gets shot A drive-by bullet went straight up on a block Now Nicole's stuck up in the world on her own Forced to think that hell is a place called home Nothing else to do but get her clothes and pack She says she's about to run away and never come back She's steady trying to figure why the world is so cold So she pops X to get rid of all the pain Plus she's having sex with a boy who's 16 Emotions run deep and she thinks she's in love So there's no protection, he's using no glove Never thinking about the consequences of her actions Living for today and not tomorrow's satisfaction The days go by and her belly gets big The father bails out, he ain't ready for a kid Knowing her mama will blow it all out of proportion Plus she lives poor so no money for abortion Erica is stuck up in the world on her own Forced to think that hell is a place called home Nothing else to do but get her clothes and pack She says she about to run away and never come back